You know what's funny? Sex. You know what's not funny? Not knowing about sex. Always be funny and always be sexy. Foreplay Baltimore. Hi, I'm Jack Jones, and I'm a sex educator and the owner of Sugar, a sex-positive sex toy store in Baltimore, Maryland. I'm here with improv comedian Prescott Gaylord. We bring together sex educators and comedians to have fun and break down barriers to good sex for everyone. Um, welcome back from intermission. Um, are, did you guys have a good break? Everybody okay? Good, good, good. Uh, so I want to bring uh, my co-host right back out here, Miss Jack Jones. Everybody give it up for Jack. Um, and we are Hello. really excited. This is one of our favorite uh, parts of the show where we invite uh, people to come and, and tell their stories. Um, we are very, very appreciative when people share with us on this stage. Very much so. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, and so I'm not going to hesitate, and I'm going to bring up the very first storyteller. So please give a very, very warm welcome to Kish. So my background, I was raised in a church, not church, but church. And we went to, when I say raised in a church, we had Tuesday night, we had prayer meeting. Wednesday, we had um, Bible study. Thursday night, we had choir rehearsal. Friday night was pastoral teaching. And then Saturday, we had to make out time to study for Sunday school. So then Sunday school, we... Sunday, we had Sunday school, then we had morning service. You came home, had a big Sunday dinner, but you had to come back to church for Sunday evening. So when I say I was raised in a church, I was raised in church. Um, and so basically, sexuality in church, the only thing, the only two things they ever talked about was keeping that, that pussy pure. You keep that pussy pure, God's going to bless you with a husband and he's going to take care of you and his babies. And that was the goal. Like, you know, so we were, we're able to own our bodies in that way because it was just something that we was holding on for God. You know, as long as we were doing, you know, going to them Bible studies, you know, then our reward is we get a husband that's going to take care of us and he gets pure pussy. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> so it wasn't pure. Um, so then I didn't get a husband that took care of my baby. So, um, so that was that. And then the other big thing that they talked about was homosexuality and this demonic spirit, you know, that creeped on you and you caught the gay and it was this abomination and it was scary as hell. And I remember since I was four, I was humping and hump day meant hump. <laughs> for me <laughs> it was humping I was humping and so then I had the secret of you know oh I'm, 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 I like humping my friends and sleepovers and, and, and associating that with that same sex that, that's the demon he was talking about I had it and so I, I struggled with it you know you know going back and forth and who am I and I'm not pure I mean, and then I, I I like girls and so what the hell am I supposed to do and so I remember one one Sunday me and a friend that also went to church all the time we had a conversation and she was like yeah I would be down to do anything <laughs> And so, 
It so happened after offering and, and, and the sermon started that we snuck out of the church and we went into the nursery and locked both doors and I had my first lesbian experience in the church. And so, you know, <laughs> that was it. That was sexuality and religion mixed in one and then I turned out to be a poly lesbian selling dicks and loose for a living. So, hallelujah. <laughs> Wow, that was awesome. Give me one more time for Keish. Woo-hoo! <laughs> so, I was trying to be quietly laughing, but I was like, yeah! <laughs> Show them! <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Very much so. Very much so. Um, so we have our, our second uh, storyteller, uh, yes. Merrick is gonna come up here. Merrick, are you still yes. in the back? I thought I saw him. Woo! Give it up for Merrick. I should have started your clap earlier, my bad. <laughs> Give yourselves a round of applause. Y'all are beautiful even though I can't see y'all. Y'all are beautiful. My name is Merrick. I am um, an old Catholic priest. I know I, I look about 22, 23, but I am an old Catholic priest, and y'all could look that up on the internet. And I have a very interesting background. I am a cradle Roman Catholic. Yes, I am black. I am a cradle Roman Catholic. I'm an Afro-Latino Roman Catholic. My father was uh born and raised in Panama. So not only was I Catholic, but extra crispy, USDA grade A Catholic, which looked like altars of saints in people's homes. Um, eight years of Catholic school in which the nuns pretty much told us if you had sex before marriage, you were going to hell. And not just any old hell, the deepest part of hell. The deepest part of hell. Um, with white Jesus there to greet you at the deepest part of hell. Um, and I, it's very interesting because my mother was Baptist and um, in order to get married at the altar in Panama, she had to promise to raise all of her children from this union um, as Catholic. So that was very interesting hearing the dogma um, in school and then coming home and hearing something else. So that was very interesting. And my father being like, well, that's what they said in church. So y'all have to listen to it. So I was like, okay. Um, and the, the interesting thing is my first time ever Ever seeing any queer people or, or gay people uh, or trans people was on Donahue. Yes, I'm dating myself. Who remembers Donahue? And so I remember seeing someone who was transgender, and I was like, oh my God. Um, wow, I, I always wanted to be a boy. I wonder if, if I could do that. So I asked my mother, I said, Mommy, do you, have you ever wanted to be a man? And you know, my mother's old school parents born in, in Virginia, West Virginia. She was raised in Pennsylvania. She said, hell no, I never wanted to be no rusty ass man. So I got shut down real quick. <laughs> got shut down real quick. And so on and on and on and on. And in 1998, I was like, ooh, I'm queer. After much soul searching and realizing that all those pantsuits that I wore in Catholic school until the seams fell out was because at that time I was a big dyke. So I was like, okay, this is great. And so, it coming out in New York in the late 90s, it was fabulous. Took a lot of walks on the promenade, if y'all are familiar with Brooklyn. 
and stumbled upon this bookstore as I'm, I'm drinking my coffee at this time and looking through the books and perusing and finding this book called Lesbian Nuns Exposed. Oh my God, this explains my whole Catholic school experience. So of course I had to, to buy the book. So I, I'm, I bought the book and sat down on the promenade, looking over at the big Statue of Liberty. I'm free now, I'm free. So I'm looking through this book and I'm seeing these things and then there's a picture of something shellacked and wooden. Shellac. This was a dildo they found in a convent in the 18th, from the 18th century. Like, what? A dildo? So I, figured, I said, you know what? These nuns knew what they were talking about. Now I knew why Sister Mary beat everybody ass. She was horny. She was sexually frustrated. And so these nuns knew how to get it in. And so I'm thinking to myself, so... If it's a whole bunch of y'all and y'all got one dildo, what's going on with y'all? <laughs> so that explained a lot. And I can tell you this. From my experience in Catholic world, all that stuff that they teach you in the catechism and all that, let me tell y'all, that's just a big bunch of BS, okay? Because they get it in. And I'm going to leave y'all with this one note. In my travels with priests and ex-priests, y'all know that big seminary on Roland Avenue? I'm not going to call no names because I don't want to get sued. Y'all know, know what I'm talking about? You know what the, um, the alias of that, that seminary is? It's called the Pink Palace. Y'all figure that out. <laughs> Oop. <laughs> One more time for Merrick. Give it up for Merrick. That was a wonderful story, and uh, Merrick, I just want to publicly thank you for everything you've done for the transmasculine community. Uh, Merrick is one of the people I've, I've looked up through in my gender journey, so thank you for that. Woohoo! And finally, we have the soon-to-be betrothed, the awesome bartender, Chelsea. I'm not as good as everyone else, so I brought a paper. <laughs> I mean, I probably could have memorized this because it's my life, but I decided not to. So, um, as Jack and Ty have said, I'm getting married in like two days, which is crazy. And getting married makes you think about a lot of stuff. And the past five years have been crazy for me um, because I came out of a very conservative Christian um, experience, and now I'm marrying a sex blogger. So, things have been a little interesting. Um, so, if it's okay with you, I'm going to get a little serious, because some of this is serious. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. So, here we go. On this day, five years ago, I was in a secret relationship with a woman while on a full-ride scholarship to my master's degree, attending and simultaneously employed by the largest Christian university in the world. So I've decided to share some small vignettes um, from my time at the school, which ruined sexuality for me and how I've recovered since. So I hope that someone takes something from this. So 2009, Accountability sessions with my RA, who was terrified by my honesty, who constantly questioned whether I should be in a position of leadership. I notice on my university splash page that there is a support group for men, cis men, because it's all that enrolled here, um, who struggled uh, with masturbation, as in 
masturbating is indicative of a larger spiritual issue. I am disturbed and also intrigued. I feel that people are probably struggling more if they feel that God hates them for pleasuring themselves. 2016, the same RA is the only person that I was in leadership with that still speaks to me. I send a message to friends from school to tell them I'm getting married and let them know that we've removed the Christian elements from our ceremony should they be offended by me applying them to my marriage. And I receive two responses out of 10 people. 2010, I am given demerits and a fine for admitting to smoking a single cigarette. I know, right? (laughs) Um, In order to avoid the fine, I'm sent to the on-campus counseling center. The entrance survey I'm required to complete asks me sensitive questions such as, have you ever been sexually assaulted? When, by whom? How often do you view pornography? Rate your level of guilt on a scale of one to 10. Do you participate in masturbation or self-pleasure? How often? I complete the survey, I return to my dorm room, I feel violated. No shame in Jesus, my ass. But 2016, my partner is not a Christian. She notices my mood and suggests that I go to a coffee shop, tune out, read my Bible and spend time with the J-Dog. I feel closer to the Lord with her, an unbeliever. That's me doing quotes, by the way, I don't have another hand. Um, (laughs) than any Christian I've ever dated. I feel no shame. I only feel love, grace, acceptance. She says to me after watching an episode of a show that features an example of sexual assault, are you okay? How did you feel about that? And when I sit there quietly, she says, I love you, it's okay. December 2011. My roommate slash best friend and I have been sleeping together for months. She is a certified, here's some quotations for you, pillow princess. She tells me that she loves me when she comes. The next morning, she looks at me and says, you know this isn't going to last. You know that if you were a man, we'd be together. I'd want to marry you. 2016, my fiance and I make love. It's full of laughter and warmth. She tells me that she loves me when she comes. We look at each other and we say, so I'm really glad that we are both switch hitters, if you know what I mean. We laugh, and she says, I'm so happy I get to spend the rest of my life with you. June 2013. I moved to a new city with the person I dated for two years. We'd been broken up for a couple months, but we're going into ministry together, building meaningful church community with college students. I'm out drinking myself into oblivion while she's screwing her new boyfriend, who thinks I'm crazy, because she won't tell him that we dated, and she wouldn't tell him for a year and a half of their relationship. While I sit at the bar, another patron asks me what I went to school for. I tell them I have a master's degree in theology, and I tell them that I feel religion is a sick joke. October 8th, 2016. You see this? We're going into the future. I stand in front of 150 of the most important people in my life. I promise to live my life sacrificially for her, my new wife, as Jesus sacrificed himself for the church. I promise to fight for her. She understands the religious implications of what I mean, even though she isn't a believer. She has asked before. She smiles. She non-verbally commits to the same because she knows that being a believer in whatever way fits me is what has made me who I am. And she knows that she gets to be with me for however long we are privileged to be together. And she's proud of it. I have graciously been given a second chance. And not everyone is so lucky. I'm thankful for today. I'm thankful for my soon-to-be wife. 
I'm thankful mostly for the freedom to be all these things simultaneously, queer, gender fluid, a master of theology, and a believer. And I pray for those who are not as lucky as I have been. Thanks, guys. Can we, one more time for Chelsea, that was. I got every single heartstring I have. That was beautiful. It reminded me of my uh, favorite uh, adage that God is love. And I'm like so happy you have that. That's beautiful. Thank you. Really um, and speaking of beautiful, we have a beautiful panel that I need we to do. bring back. Uh, so first I'm going to bring back our comedy guest, Mr. Ivan Martin. And I would like to bring, oh, sorry. Is that sufficient? Yeah, it was okay, all right, all right. Um, and I'd like to bring out <laughs> Vicar Jim Noritori. Hey, Jim. <laughs> all right, sit on down, sit on down. Um, so we, we asked you all to um, do some questions uh, and throw them in the bowl. Um, and I will say that we are Coming up on time, so we won't get to all of them, uh, but we are going to try to answer most of them. We can do it. As much we as we can. Oh, Some. We are not going to. Not most. We're going to answer a couple, probably. All right. <laughs> so listen carefully. Is the panel ready? Panel? Okay. Yes. First, I was raised Catholic, but stopped attending church at 13 because our priest had us pray for the unborn baby every week. As an adult with an inclusive and diverse friend group, i.e. trans, bi, gay, straight, etc. I want to find a church slash religion that will accept and love all of my friends. Where do I find this? Uh, 36th Street and Chestnut Avenue. I knew it was coming. <laughs> Unity Fellowship Church on uh, Old, York, Old York Road. What's that? I'll just suggest. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. Any yeah. other ones? I got a few more. I mean, I'm good on the yeah. list. I would say you can always start with your living room with friends. Because it's always about the congregation that, you know, the people it's that about gather. getting right. together. You know? Where two or three are gathered. Exactly. Right. So, I, you know, start there. Within paganism, there's a whole lot of room for that mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, definitely. Yes. And um, I, I don't know if the term is still the same, but I remember open and affirming used to be like the phrase for churches that were cool with queer people. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's still um, yeah rec reconciling in Christ is another term in, in Lutheran denomination. Um, so if you see the, either of those terms, open and affirming or reconciling in Christ, uh, you know that you're probably safe. It's like yeah. a safe place. We know that little thing. Safe, safe place. place. Um, and That's then if obviously, <laughs> obviously we are, we are only representing uh, one religion in this answer, but if you have other ones, please uh, visit the Foreplay Facebook page or group and um, give us some suggestions. Next question. Um, Oh, what, what were, I'm assuming, you taught about accidental pregnancy? Uh, was abortion an option, or were you told it was not something you could consider? I was raised, interestingly, my mother, who has changed her opinion over, you know, since the 1980s, um, was pro-life, and she was not a pastor, and my father was pro-choice and was a pastor. And so I grew up in a household where I was told I should probably have an opinion <laughs> and that the the church would and that you know that that was something for a woman to work out herself with God and that none of us is without sin and mm -hmm. 
and as well, and that being a parent is a really, really important big deal and should be undertaken with intention and love. Mm. That's a beautiful answer. Well, you know I was taught about condoms. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ivan. We con from the condom contingent. I was just that's just, that's all I got to say. I was taught sitting sitting on a boy's lap could get you pregnant. So that's what <laughs> no, seriously, my yeah. mother told me that if I get a girl pregnant, and my mother was very strict, very strict. My mother told me if I get a girl pregnant, she's gonna have to move in with me. And, she, and I was living at home at the time, and I was like, that's like the wackest lifestyle in the world. <laughs> so. That's really like I was. I'm still scared to have kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, and this is apparently just a comment. Um, I've achieved spiritual bliss through sex, staring in each other's eyes. So thank you, whoever yeah. shared that. Talk. Absolutely, that. and and that is in a really important spiritual practice within some patterns of spirituality, especially including tantra. Mm -hmm. I mean, e even in even in Christianity, it's sexuality is is a part of what drives um, our relationships closer together. No, I, you know, I, I completely agree. I've definitely um, I believe that, you know, spirituality is not definitely doesn't stop at the bedroom. So I've definitely mm -hmm. had experiences that. Huh? Said, mm -mm. Oh, I thought you were saying. I was like, no, it doesn't. All right, it, right, it, can, it can start <laughs> in the bedroom. You. It can start there too. Hey, you know? I, I found God in, in a bed. I before. thank God while I was in the bed. So. <laughs> I constantly. Am, anyway, we don't need to talk about <laughs> talk about what I yell yeah, out. That's not <laughs> taking the Lord's name in vain. No, it's not. I mean oh, it. Yeah. I, you're being, I, you're I really mean, so oh God, oh God. <laughs> I can't believe you doing. All right. <laughs> Next question. Uh, was Jesus really a virgin? Well, uh, gee, you know, it doesn't say in the Bible. Um, but uh, I think, I think a, even a better question would be, was Mary a virgin? Because hey. we talk about that a lot. How about that? Um, what's that? I, I think that. she was. You think she was? I think, I, I think like to believe in the entire thing, you got to believe that she got pregnant by a miracle. Mm -hmm. Like he just shot it in her, like from the sky. <laughs> she just woke up, was like, from "It's the in there." Uh, well, okay. That's what I see in my head, like he was out there, like it's gonna be you. <laughs> all I'm gonna say about this, all I'm gonna say about this, about this particular issue, is that. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead and make it is right. That, is, go ahead and try. Is that God? God asked permission. God asked for hey, consent. He got consent. And, and Mary said consent. yes. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Mary. Huh? So, um. She yeah. asked. So we don't know if Jesus had sex with probably. Um. It, Last question, uh, last question we can get to. Um, how do religious moderates with less extreme ideas about sexuality reach out to extremists? So how do the reasonable people reach out to the non-reasonable? Well, I, I think one of the first places to start with is, and while my gut reaction is exactly what you said, that they're, that like I am a reasonable person and the other people are not, is that we have to let go of that idea. Mm. And um, and really try to like actually talk to people in person and not on the internet. 
That, yeah. that is a great point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Where, and, yeah. and actually cross those boundaries, right? So mm-hmm. like where we can like actually talk to somebody who has ideas different than ours mm-hmm. and sit down and be like, okay, so that you can walk away. Because the truth is there's lots of people who have really conservative ideas about sexuality and about gender and about marriage that find joy in that practice of living their spirituality in that way. Mm-hmm. And and to and I think it's really important that as people who may disagree with that, that we know one of the things about being sex positive is not shaming, is not mm-hmm. judging, and supporting people and expressing their sexuality in the way that they choose. And so we need to really walk that walk. Yeah, thank you for checking me. I like that. Yeah, that is really true. That is really true because it's like definitely been trained to like before you start the discussion value judgment the other side and make sure they're wrong uh right it's definitely harder to like you're right because like i take that challenge of being sex positive does mean like all of it so thank you for that and i hope everyone else accept that challenge as well um so that is the end of our questions thank you audience for the great questions we're going to answer more of these um are you guys a part of the the foreplay facebook group no you're not because i know the numbers uh but (laughs) If you, uh, we have a discussion group, and in the discussion group, um, we talk about sex news, and we also, um, we keep going with these questions, so please join us, and and you might see some of your questions there. Um, Some of our former guests um, are on there, and we share their stuff, Um, so it's a really fun community, and uh, you get to talk more there, so that's pretty cool. Um, So, before we close, I will want to ask... Uh, our awesome guest and my co-host. What are you up to? Do you have anything to plug? Where do the people find you? Um, this Friday, um, my show that I put on with my production company, Me and You Productions, we have a showcase twice a month at the Platform Arts Center. Last year it was put in CBS. It's only named five places in the entire city. It was put in CBS as top places to stand up in Baltimore. Um, nice. We do free drinks, free admission. And yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just tip your, bar, just tip your bartender and that's it. Platform. All right, look, I'm going to give out my phone number, okay? It's 410-960-7821. Or you can just Facebook me, Ivan Martin, and I'll be sure to just hit you up. But Friday, um, that's my first show. This Sunday at the Mount Vernon Marketplace, um, I have a showcase there at 8 o'clock as well. And also October 28th, back at the Platform Arts Center. And um, really soon on Comedy Time on YouTube, um, I'll be having my... LA set up on their channel. So yeah, check out that. Get it, Ivan. I like that. And the next, all the fellas, next time you like rip a condom, just make sure you do your Goku thing. Like, yeah! And then I'm go really by trying to get that B. started then, in the community. And then go by Plan B. That's a good one. Yeah. I, that's a good suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have one of those on deck. <laughs> If, like, what are you doing if you don't have one of those stashed away at your house? Like, seriously, at all times. You're right. He's right. Awesome, Jim. Yeah. Awesome, Jim. Do you have uh, some? Do you have some news? Uh, you can find me every Sunday. Um, <laughs> uh, every Sunday at St. Luke's Church on the Avenue and uh, 36th and Chestnut Avenue. Um, 11 a.m. and Wednesdays too at 7:30. Um, yeah, it's a uh, uh, free. <laughs> in little and tiny bread, glasses. And little bread too. Like little tiny red and a little tiny. Nah, nah that's not snack. how we roll. That's not how we roll. We got, and we got and they big, collect donations. We got a big freaking cup like this. It's huge. 
And uh, there's wine in it, so. <laughs> Pimp chalice. It's turnt. It's turnt. Chalice. Um, yeah, so every Sunday, Wednesday, and uh, every Saturday we have, um, uh, we do garden party Saturdays at uh. church on the avenue. Um, working in our vegetable garden and uh, a little crop share if you have some of your own. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, sometimes we have movies on Friday nights outside. It's great. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then we can... Yeah, congregation weighing in. And, and what do you mean, how did you add, not know this? She was saying movies. You forgot. Yeah, I, I listened. Well, you I mean, we stopped because it's the fall and it's over. It's but it'll restart summer. in the summer. It'll That's restart. And let summer. me say, they, they don't, like, make you watch some of those really bad religious movies. Like, it's, like, real movies that they show. Uh, like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, Ghostbusters was, you know, that's one of them. Star Wars, we did the Star new, Wars. The latest one? Yeah. You guys pirated yeah. it? No. I was like, I love this church. No, man. <laughs> you guys Waited. Pirated. Bootleg movies. Waited. Bootlegs and condoms. Amazon. Okay. Yeah. So... I want to plug something. Um, so if you go to my Twitter or Instagram, which is at SugarJack, you will find the link to donate to the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's Research. And um, you can help me get to my goals so that when I am, I'm a little injured, so when I'm hobbling through 26.2 miles in New York City, I will know that that is going to help find a cure for Parkinson's. Awesome. Very much. Support that, Jack. Um, I, I'm back here Friday night with Baltimore Improv Group. We have a really fun show, what, the what? election show, uh, with Cal, who is a professional uh, political comedian. It's an election show. That'll be fun. Um, Saturday, I'm on the, uh, at Notre Dame, there's a Women of the World Festival, and I'll be on the uh, LGBTQ panel at 11 a.m. And um, check out uh, Big. We are starting um, our new season at Single Carrot Theater. Uh, big improv.org, yeah, we have a lot of, hey, big. Uh, we have a lot of really fun shows um, coming up, and if you ever want to just kind of know what I'm into, um, I have a website, tycoleman.com. Um, or you can find me on Facebook, but I don't add people that don't look familiar, so good luck. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> website, there's a thing called websites. Yes. Uh, church on the Avenue Hamden.org. Church on the Avenue Hamden.org. Hamden, Hamden.org. And, uh, and you can find my blog on there too. So and not that foreplay. I write much, you can find foreplay. I'm sorry, I mean, were you about no, to? No, no. Okay, uh, foreplay um, on Twitter. Foreplay Baltimore. Uh, we have our uh, foreplay page, which is also foreplay Baltimore, mm-hmm. and um, our group, as we promised. Uh, and stay tuned, and make sure you sign the mailing list thingy so we can tell you when to come back. And if you want to find out anything else about me, just comedian Ivan Martin on Facebook, and that's it. Anything else? All right, guys. I've had a great thank show. Can we you. thank our awesome, amazing guests? Really great job. Wonderful. Um, I'd like to. Can we thank our our really wonderful storytellers? Thank you for sharing. Um, yeah. Thank Lecker. Thank Lecker for a really fun improv Woo-hoo! set for opening. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you thank Kim, you. for a beautiful opening. Um, a huge thank you for my amazing co-host Jack Jones. Thank you. Oh no, thank you. No, thank you. And um, the biggest thank you is to you, your awesome selves. Thank you, guys. We love our audience. We love you guys. And have a really great night. Thank you. You guys are the best. Thank you. You've been listening to Foreplay, brought to you by the Baltimore Improv Group at BigImprov.org and by Sugar at SugarTheShop.com. 
and by Slickwit Natural Intimate Lubricants. We'd like to thank this week's guests, our sound engineer, Joel Murphy, our co-producer, Kim Lee, and most of all, our audience, for your support, laughter, and questions. If you like what you hear, please rate or review us on iTunes by searching for Foreplay, or find us on Twitter at Foreplay Baltimore. That's the number four, Play Baltimore. Or find us on Facebook at Foreplay. Or find us on the web at sexisfunny.co.